Well, welcome to uh, the first episode of our podcast. We don't know what it yeah. is yet. We don't we know what it's called. Yeah, we'll have to figure out. I was work- workshopping some names. Uh, maybe maybe as a sign-off at the end of the episode, I'll, I'll, I'll run them by you. Um, but uh, yeah, we, we decided to start this podcast because uh, we've been best friends for over 30 years, and we both read way too many comics, and uh, we wanted an excuse to hang out and talk to each other regularly. And if anybody mm-hmm. listens to this, that's fine. If not, whatever. We're just here to whatever. hang out. Yeah. So, well, uh, so yeah, my name is Steve, Steve Storman. I am in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, joining me over on the line is uh, Will Freeland uh, in Santa Barbara, California. Mm-hmm. Will, you went for a you went for a hike today. How's, how's Santa Barbara doing? Santa Barbara's nice, man. Um, just it's it's all you know. We stay in the same twenty degree. Uh, range from the 60s to the 80s and uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was in the it was in the 60s today got a nice sweat on i put on some a couple extra layers to sweat some more Where, and, where'd you go hiking um, what was the, where was uh, the we went uh, up to trail. inspiration point that's oh the, nice. uh, it's the classic santa barbara uh hiking trail yeah i love inspiration goes point. for for their pictures <laughs> it's Selfie just spot number one it's such a good one. It's just, it's the nice, it's, it's the right length, you know, like by the end yeah. of it, you're not just like, Oh fuck. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, I took, I took my friend Jess. She, she wants to start getting into some shape. And uh, so we're our accountability partners and uh, she's never gone up the trail. So it was nice. It was a good intro. Probably awesome. Started doing it weekly. It should be fun. That sounds fantastic. It is uh it is not hiking weather here. Uh it is <laughs> currently snowing actually. Um and uh yeah, earlier it was those Rachel described it as like um being inside a snow globe, you know, just like <laughs> just like this very steady um f- snowfall but it like big chunky snowflakes just kind of um dangling down very very serenely. It was nice. I also forgot to introduce our third co-host, Bart the Cat, who just is chilling. just chilling here on the on my mouse pad. Oh, <laughs> just as soon as I pulled the uh, the camera away, he did something really cute. He just like stretched his paws out. The big stretch, big old stretch. Yeah, what a good kitty. So yeah, um, we're here Stop to talk comics. comic books. Yeah, so. Uh, Sorry, we should probably specify we're talking Marvel. We're talking Marvel. I would be down to talk about other things in the future because I read other things. Yes, I uh, do. <laughs> you don't. But that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I guess his background. Will reads everything current. You, you do. You still get every uh, every collected edition uh, that Marvel every, puts yeah. out. Every every Marvel six one six TP, and I'll pick up the alt universe Spider Man stuff. Uh, well, really, if it involves a character that hangs out in six one six, I'll pick up their <laughs> their title also. Like Spider Man twenty ninety nine, sure. his stories, I'll follow that. Or sure. Deadpool twenty ninety nine. There's a Deadpool twenty. Of course, there's a Deadpool twenty ninety nine. Yeah, man. Well, let's talk about that someday. Okay. Sounds good. There's arguably there's two Deadpool's in 2099. Uh, they're both 
both Wade's kid. Um, oh no! Different, different, different mamas. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I um, I just picked up all the uh, back issues that I missed over the last few months. Um, so I have I have some reading to do, but this week I only read three. I'm behind. Nice. Uh, that's it's <laughs> a lot. I uh, and I'm currently I've you know I've got all sorts of books and indies and stuff in my poll that I uh, consistently fall way 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 behind on uh, because I am spending my time reading uh, through 80s and 90s X Men comics. I just got the the complete set the the super pack of all of it. And uh, started a year or two ago in 1983. I'm up to 96 now. And this week I read the entire Onslaught uh, crossover and a couple other scouted things, but that was, <laughs> that was plenty enough. Onslaught's classic, man. That's, it is uh, a classic. I'm stoked to talk a lot about it. I have lots of thoughts. That, yeah. Onslaught was so cool when it first came out. Let's start with your comics, man. What, what was the best thing that you read this week? Or since the last time we talked, if you don't. So, well, that's fine. Um, I was yeah. really surprised by uh, Gwenpool Strikes Back. Gwenpool Strikes Back. I was super surprised. Uh, basically, for people and you who don't know, Gwenpool is Gwendolyn Poole with an E at the end. And she uh, got she got sent from our universe into Marvel 616. And she is a super Marvel nerd. Uh, so she knows like all the secrets. Oh um, yeah. And that's kind of like her thing. She, she's like the, the new Layla Miller. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, she finds out she has this ability uh, because of her self-awareness of being in a comic. She has this ability to jump into the white space of a comic. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. They did um, that. Oh man, I don't I don't want to give you too much spoilers. I don't know if you're ever going to watch the show. They did that in Doom Patrol. Oh really? Like, it, but like the show Doom Patrol, and I'm sure they yeah. did it in the comic Doom Patrol first. But uh, yeah, they did it in the show, and it was like the it's like this kind of doesn't make sense because it's not a comic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you don't have the visual metaphor. Like you can't just like do that. But right. Sorry, continue. No, you're good. So basically, so she, she, she like checks her next page, or like if uh, she she'll jump around to other cells within her own um, comic in the same issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she had, and uh, recently her ability changed a little bit, but now she can basically she can write her own retcons. <laughs> <laughs> so she can wow. go to other issues other issues of other comics in the past insert no herself somewhere way. or take something from somewhere like because she knows that there's a plot hole that exists in some old comic okay like, that... well i'll go and start that plot hole and she'll just hop in and go do that like, oh no shit yeah <laughs> okay that is that is interesting yeah. i fucking love metatextual bullshit like that yeah so it ended up so she she had her own series and then she was on Champions for a little bit and she was on West Coast Avengers for a little bit 
Um, and when she realized, so Gwenpool Strikes Back is a one shot. It doesn't have a number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she realized she was in a one shot. So she freaked <laughs> out because she's like, oh my God, they only do one shots if they're going to kill off the character or they're not going to you know, put them back into circulation anymore. <laughs> like, this is, this is, this is my last chance to become relevant, to get readership, to make sure that I keep on selling in the future. No, so, shit. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's, it's so much more meta than like Deadpool has been. Cause like Deadpool is very just like, yeah, I'm a comic. If you, if you have a problem with it, take it up with the writers and he'll like right. name drop and stuff. Sure. But yeah. like in Gwenpool freaking, she has a page where she gets a, a Lion King face in the clouds from the guy that created her. And he's like, oh, hey, I only have a few minutes to talk to you. Uh, so I just want to say, hey, uh, oh, here's an Easter egg from your first issue that I never got to really like <laughs> to flesh out because, uh, you know, I'm not on the title anymore and I only have a page left. But uh, your dad, <laughs> your dad's name is Ted Pool. Get it? Ted Pool, Deadpool. Uh? <laughs> and she's just like, great, cool. Bye. <laughs> like, just like the 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 personality and self-awareness in this comic was so surprising and fun. Um, I had a great time. Uh, and she's like, yeah, she's so incredibly self-aware and wild. And she creates a situation where she gets to have her beach swimsuit issue and (laughs) like she just does she goes through all the tropes trying to get things set up um yeah she it's i was so surprised at how good it was um so absolutely suggest checking that out uh the other two i read this week were gardens of galaxy volume two uh faithless um that was pretty fun uh guardians has been all over the place since thanos got killed i don't so i don't know how to um go about talking making references to marvel events uh yeah like but i know your spoiler averse is the big thing (laughs) yeah so infinity warps uh so the only thing the only thing that I personally don't want spoilers about is the current X-Men. Yes. Any, yeah, any, yeah, any third book, <laughs> any Hickman X-Men shit. I'm going oh, to double no. back. I'm going to read it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I haven't gotten to any of the Dawn of X volumes. Uh, oh shit. That, okay. That is probably in about two, maybe three weeks from now um, for me. Okay. And uh, I've been going back and forth between uh, because Dawn of X has like, you know, the first issue of all the different right. titles yeah. as opposed to reading the individual title mm-hmm. collections. Cause I have both because I'm like that. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. not sure what I'm going to do. I'm going to start with Dawn and just like read each. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so up in the air because, because Marauders volume one uh, is like issues one, two, four six and seven or yeah something. i saw that they jump around yeah because they because had like two different creative or something else or something yeah yeah and so um and so i got really like frantic about not reading the individual volume because i want to know what's going on at the same time so yeah. i was like okay well i guess i'm reading dawn but i don't know we'll see sure um but anyway infinity wars which led into infinity warps <laughs> 
the catalyst behind it is um, Thanos dies. Okay. Um, that's a big thing. Sure. Uh, so the the current Guardian series uh, is written by Cates. Uh, okay. Donnie Cates. Yeah. It's uh it's kind of going in. The first volume is reading the well the the will and testament of Thanos. Mm. And so they have this giant like interstellar gathering of of people to like find out what's happening. And then uh it was kind it was okay. It was it was just moving cosmic along. Um but uh volume two is interesting. Um without getting too into it rocket's dying <laughs> oh no um yeah uh there was a crazy picture it was the last i can't i can't imagine reading this one month at a time yeah <laughs> if this was the last page oh shit <laughs> damn um of just like literally a dying rocket i would, right that's lose intense. my shit for 30 days um <laughs> but uh they go into instead you have to lose your shit for six months <laughs> exactly <laughs> um but uh yeah they actually so i never read any of the like old 80s rocket stuff from his time on like half world and yeah all that kind of stuff and so they do like a six page kind of recap of rocket's mm-hmm. origin story mm-hmm. um and that was really interesting um and uh yeah uh drax gets reborn again um and he's back to his like cape and cowl kind of oh no shit yeah yeah um i'm kind of like all right whatever yeah (laughs) uh is he does he keep the uh the movie inflected personality or or um no i think he's he's kind of back to uh uh, original comic Drax. Sure. Oh, um, Groot can speak normally now. Okay. He uh, refers. I guess he could at first. Person. Yeah, he could at first, <laughs> and then um, I think it was the Abnett and Landing run. Yeah, they made him say, "I am Groot." From I think on. it was Abnett and Landing at first. He was he was speaking like it was during uh, uh, one of the crossovers. Which, yeah, the like annihilation. Yeah, one that. of the annihilations where, which I think were also spearheaded by Abnett and Lanning, but they had a good idea and they went with it. And yeah, what a yeah. great fucking idea! It's I mean, so pop culture phrase now. But he can speak now. Yeah, um, and he was he was rocking this like '80s storm uh, mohawk look. Okay. Um, uh, and... Interesting. Yeah, it was. It's like an adult emo phase. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we've all been uh, there. Right, well, like, I was there. Uh, so he's got his like mohawk. Uh huh. That's uh, pretty sick. Yeah, he refers to himself in the third person. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, yeah, he's 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 got a lot more emotion now that he can speak. So it's kind of fun. Um, and then, uh, blah, 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 Spartax get involved. Um, oh, so you remember, uh, shoot, what is his name? Uh, Kid Apocalypse. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, Evan. Yeah, Evan. Evan so, Salvador. Genesis, I think, is what he goes by. Genesis, yeah. Name. Which is weird because uh, Genesis was also the name of uh, Cable's kid, Tyler. Um, or the, you know, yeah. the code name. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I remember Tyler. Yep. Just I, watched I that only... guy. It just read his entire history start to finish. He's dead no now. Way. Yeah. Okay. It's funny because I only remember him from your uh, trading cards. Yeah, well, did you ever borrow? <laughs> I had Wolverine 100 when I was a kid where he dies. Oh, no. He tries to put the adamantium back into Wolverine, and Logan rejects it and kills him and all the Dark Riders. That's one way to get killed off. <laughs> right. Um, well, so uh, the whole the Evan thing uh, is they did the same thing with uh, Magus. Um the count the dark counterpart to oh yeah Adam warlock yeah uh they made hit they did like a rebirth child kind of thing and so huh. he's got all the power and all of the innocence it's like kid loki kid loki yeah kid yeah Magus, kid genesis they, yeah it's a recycled thing it's a decent trope yeah i don't i i don't know enough about warlock and magus in particular to 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 know what the flavor of that would be like, but I thought it was, yeah. it was really well done with kid Loki and it was, it was. pretty well done at times with Evan. I, I, I guess I didn't read a whole lot of those. I read him in Wolverine and the X-Men, but I, I guess he had a lot to do in uncanny X for us, but I don't like Rick Remender. So I didn't read those. <laughs> yeah. You, you missed out on uncanny X for us. I did. It, it started okay. slow, but okay. um, I really liked it by the end. It was, it was, it, uh, which I, I guess it has weight coming from, from someone that reads too much, but like, <laughs> it felt, it felt unique. Oh, interesting. Like, I haven't come across a, a story that feels like it's got the same beats. Okay. Um, like, uh, they do, uh, Apocalypse's first horseman. Okay. They bring them back, um. And uh, just the idea behind that was really fun. Uh, they they spent some time like getting into like some just nitty gritty stuff. It was really cool. I liked nice. it in the end. Awesome. It's, okay. It's definitely it's it'll when you get there you'll I think you'll like. It. I will get there someday, and I yeah I yeah. will we'll circle back on that. I'll let you know. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, uh, Guardians two ended pretty well. Um, but uh, I mean, it wasn't anything to write home about. But let's see. The other thing I read is Wolverine, Daughter of Wolverine. Oh, okay. And you see this cover and you're like... Yeah. What? Yeah. So... What in the world? It's it's a one-shot. There's no, there's no sure. count. Yeah. Uh, and it's a Marvel Comics Presents storyline. Okay. Uh, uh, there's also a Tales Through the Marvel Universe that I'm going to read uh, next. Interesting. It's, a, it's another Marvel's Presents thing. Um, okay. But basically, they introduce another kid of Wolverine. Um, mm-hmm. And they write it in a way that they basically tell a backstory and make it work within <laughs> within 616. Okay. Uh and uh yeah she's 
somewhere. She's now able to be used somewhere in 616 whenever they want. Okay. Um, I won't give too much detail. Um, like their her mom is also introduced in this, so I won't be giving too much away sure. about that. Yeah. But um she is uh half mutant, half uh sorceress. Okay. Um yeah, so interesting. Yeah, so oh so just basically she's introduced she's used as like a Wolverine with um magic. Sure. Okay. It's uh yeah. It's always funny to me how how many narrative hoops they have to jump through to give popular characters kids and not have them be irredeemable as just the worst parents of all time. Just right. absolutely god awful. Like yeah, how do you trash to your parents? 70 years of life and superheroing and you just completely neglected this child. <laughs> right. Yeah. What the fuck? Or or like uh, you know, um you know uh oh shit uh cyclops has a kid oh we want him back in the comics so <laughs> let's have him you know abandon his his wife and infant son to go play superhero with his dead ex-girlfriend uh <laughs> literally a thing that happened like yeah. he was having you know marital bliss uh with uh, i guess they had some problems they were having serious problems him and uh him and madeline uh, but they hadn't really gone into, like, at first, Madeline w- wasn't supposed to be Jean's clone. She was just supposed to look a lot like her. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, like, Claremont's original intention was, like, you know, I've done all the X-Men stories that I want. And, like, he considered himself, because he, he, right, like, he took over X-Men in 75 uh, after it had basically been canceled. And brought it to the point where it was, you know, one of the most popular comics and eventually the most popular comic uh, being published. And his attitude was like, well, I don't really like there were no spinoffs at this time. You know, there were no derivative, you know, uh, X-Men comics. And so his attitude was like, well, I write the X-Men like I'm done (laughs) with this character. I'll just have him retire. Like there are no more good Cyclops stories that like I'm out, I'm done. So let's just have him like have his happy ending. He gets married. He has a kid. We, you know, sunset and we push him off stage and we tell more stories about Kitty pride. Um, You know, she joined around the same time. It's like, I want to, I want to do it this way. I want to keep going. And editorials like, no, we want to keep Cyclops. (laughs) So let's bring back Jean gray. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and let's have him and Gene, uh, you know, form X Factor with the other original X Men. It's like, well, that means that he has to leave his wife and child. And how do you not make that just be the biggest asshole thing? And then also, okay, so he gets the kid back, and the wife is, you know, crazy or a clone or whatever. Like, sure. Misogynistic tropes aside, uh, so how do you how do you make him like you 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 can't have heroes be parents like nobody knows how to write right. that well nobody does that like because they're just spending all their time like saving the world and like flying off to alien planets instead of like you know being there for their kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess 
the Richardses pull it off, but like that's the exception that proves the rule. And right. that comic is like it's all about family. Like that's the yeah, that the, the, the central theme of it's been, it's been a of the Fantastic Four. Exactly. Issue one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, so they're like, okay, it's no problem. We'll 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 shunt the kid into the future. And then it's like, oh, but now he's abandoned the kid. <laughs> it's like, oh no, he went to he and Gene went to <laughs> yeah. the future in different bodies to raise the kid, and then came back. And it's like they go by Slim and Red. Jesus now. fucking Christ, dude! <laughs> yeah, the, that was a good. I, I also read that recently because it came out in '95, and I'm in '96 in my reread, so it, it was good. It was fine. It was. Um, I'm not huge on the whole cable verse. I think that it's it's a pretty thin place to tell stories and and jeff Loeb loves it and won't stop <laughs> so getting a little tired of that but oh just wait till you get to major x i already broke it completely down for you uh, oh yeah you did oh no <laughs> you know, oh. Mm. <laughs> oh that was a stressful read so anyway i wanted did you have anything more to say about a uh, uh, daughter of wolverine no, no, no. I'm I'm avoiding going into too much detail. It okay. wasn't terrible. Um, it it was it kind of in the middle. I feel like they skipped over some weird stuff. Just it, it felt a little shoehorned. So they must have come out pretty fast. Mm. Yeah, but, um, they 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 had um. That's a a thing that they've done a bunch of yeah. times in the past. Like they um uh, the whole uh, Weapon X. Uh, origin of Wolverine when he first got his adamantium that was told in a Marvel Comics Presents. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. only ten. It's only ten pages. Each yeah. Issue. Um. So so as it as I'm going through by like issue seven, I was like, wait, there's no way this happened in six one six. Uh huh. And then by um, eight and nine, you're like, oh. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. okay. Interesting. <laughs> they like they they make it work. Yeah. Was, uh, whatever. Cool. Do you? Right on. Um. Well. Yeah, I wanted to talk about onslaught because that yeah. was a big thing that I that I read, and I have I have lots of thoughts. Um. So I mean, the the first thing is, you know, we read this as kids. And this mm-hmm. was kind of. Uh, at least for me, I know, I guess you would, I don't know if you already had your, uh, your collected editions of, um, of the age of apocalypse. I was uh, starting to, when I was getting those gold cover ones. Yeah. Those gold covered ones. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if you got those before onslaught came out or if you got those after, um, uh, but yeah. cause age of apocalypse had come out the year before onslaught, but yeah. So it must've been after. Yeah. So this was kind of for both of us, the first big comics event that we ever read. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was really interesting kind of revisiting this. Cause you know, I've, I've been, I started my reread in 80 in, in comics con, you know, comics publishing 83. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've read all of the, the previous um, crossovers and big events and everything else, but it was all, you know, reading it for the first time, experiencing it for the first time now in hindsight. And this is the first thing that I am reading um, 
both retrospective, but also I had a contemporary, um, uh, you know, point of view on it. So it, it's, it's interesting to contrast and compare how it felt when I was a kid, both mm-hmm. because I was a kid and because it was happening at the time uh, versus me rereading it in the middle of a pandemic on my laptop right now at 35. So uh, the, the biggest takeaway is as a kid, I didn't get the most out of it. And that's kind of a bummer. Like Mm. there, there was more there, even though like I collected it like crazy. Like you remember all the, all the onslaught books I had. You got all of the individual issues and side issues, anything that was a tie-in to onslaught. I didn't get all the tie-ins. I got most of them. I got all of the, they, they, they separated it out so that the, anything that had like the thread of main plot was called phase, phase one or phase two. And anything that was kind of like peripherally related was called impact, impact one and impact two. Um. And so I got all the phases and a couple of the impacts, um, mostly just sort of the, the more consequential impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the, mm-hmm. the impacts that I didn't get weren't particularly like interesting or, or like consequential to the plot. I didn't lose anything in terms of plot by not collecting as a kid, uh, by not getting those as a kid. Um, you know, it's like in Iron Man's comic, uh, he and some of the other science folks invent a uh, psi armor and it shows up in Onslaught Marvel Universe. Uh, you know, the hand amount to everybody or like uh, in uh, Spider-Man, he is fighting a Sentinel and it doesn't cross over with anybody else. Right. So I didn't get I didn't get those, but that's fine uh, for the most part, although I missed out. Well, I'll get to that in a little bit later. Um <laughs> The, the thing that I missed out on uh, as a kid was I just didn't have, um, I didn't have hindsight, you know, right. A crossover ties up an entire years of storylines from every book. And um, I was only reading adjectiveless X-Men. And so I didn't get the context of like, you know, why, like just a lot of the character moments, um, I either missed along the way or fell flat. And crucially the, the thing that, um, that I missed because I was, you know, I did want to, to be all the way in there for the, the core X-Men comic, but I was only allowed to have one subscription <laughs> at a time. Right. That's yeah. all my mom could, would, would, uh, could afford, would buy me. Um, and so I got adjectiveless X-Men uh, delivered to my door every month, uh, but I didn't have uncanny. And at that time, those two books were kind of, kind of treated as a bi-monthly, as like a, yeah, a bi-monthly book. And you had a lot of the same characters uh, showing mm-hmm. up in both, uh, you know, like a small scene or a couple panels, um, a page here or there to continue storylines uh, for different characters. So like, um, you know, like a, uh, um, uh, Mag uh, Joseph returns right, right, and he kind of like pops up in all these different books here or there, and you kind of when you're reading all of them, you you kind of get a sense of of like okay, this is his history, this is like you know this is how he acts, uh, 
and this is him and Storm hanging, or not Storm, him and Rogue, you know, uh, meeting up. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is him, like, kind of being heroic, but, like, I don't know, maybe. And so you get all these things when you have the full picture that uh, when you only get the payoff at the end, when you're reading the um, the uh, the crossover, you just don't get as much out of it. Right. And, that's kind of that's kind of nice that they're able to tie things together, but it's also kind of a bummer, especially for the X Men, right? That that I I thought I wanted to get a whole story, and I, I just really got half a story. Yeah. Um. Also, just a total side note here: one of the issues uh, I saw an in comic ad, uh, uh, hyping up onslaught.com. Uh huh. Did you go? <laughs> oh yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. Oh. I know. Yeah. Is it in the Wayback Machine? It's probably in the Wayback Machine. I should go check it out in the Wayback Machine. Uh, but I remember I, I was I was really stoked to check it out because uh, I remember going as a kid. Uh, I was visiting uh, my grandparents in Minnesota, and I had to like go onto my grandma's computer and install macromedia shockwave in order to uh <laughs> i was like shockwave oh onslaught creates shockwaves they made this just for this oh my god this is such a big deal <laughs> oh my god <laughs> wow. um but yeah overall i think onslaught the onslaught crossover was better than i remembered uh or uh, than reviews that i'd read uh, but it, I don't think it was amazing. I, there were some mm. pluses and minuses. I don't think Onslaught as a villain was particularly compelling. Um, oh. Just like his motivations were just kind of all over the place. It's like he, he was created by right by the the psychic residue of Xavier wiping Magneto's mind right. combined with every sort of negative repressed thought that uh xavier had, had had yeah yeah and you just this evil psychic stew comes together and turns into this uh gigantic powerful lunatic basically um but like he's like i want to create a uh you know, a, a place for mutants. And then to do that, I'm going to kill all the mutants. And then, Oh no, you know what I saw? I just absorbed Nate gray. And I saw that um, the age of apocalypse sucked. So I'm actually just going to destroy the entire world. I'm just going to fucking level it and I'm going to kill everybody. And uh. there's just there. I don't know. It, it just didn't, there was, there was no character there, which I guess, is fine if your main motivation for the onslaught story arc is to kill <laughs> the Avengers <laughs> and Fantastic Four in order <laughs> to relaunch relaunch their comics. Uh, yeah. But um, you know that it. I, I noticed reading as an adult um, editorial, right? When reading in hindsight, I notice the places where editorial is like stepping in and shaping things and, and uh, you know, decisions being altered or like creative directions being altered quickly and stuff like that, or creators abruptly leaving books, stuff like that. Mm. And uh, um, so, yeah, it's, it's uh, 
Onslaught just, yeah. <laughs> That's too bad. Yeah. So, you know, I never liked his uh, second form. Oh, yeah. See his face and all of his teeth. Right. Very, very silly. Kind of cartoony. It's like, it was also kind of like more apocalypse in that, mm. you know, like, it, I guess it was, they were supposed to, like, the, the first form was supposed to look more like Xavier and Magneto combined. And yeah. then it was supposed to, like, evolve away from that. Yeah. But Checks out. I don't. Um, I really like the um, the the two covers, the Alpha and Omega covers, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those but were. I've I haven't seen that since. That was really well done. Yeah. The so the the uh the crossover starts with um uh on uh, a one shot called Onslaught X Men, and it's got Onslaught in his original form fighting all the X Men, and then the crossover ends with a one shot called onslaught marvel universe and he's in his second form and he's fighting uh everything everyone all the heroes yeah that was cool yeah and they're all but like they're all positioned the same yeah 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 exactly they're it's it's like yeah it's drawn with like uh i'm looking at the two pictures now but like yeah uh like wolverine is on the back of it of his neck in x-men onslaught and then in onslaught marvel universe you have hulk in the same position um, yeah where his armor is missing there's now an avenger um in the same spot bishop and captain america are in the same position like the using the exact same cover but then updated with who's relevant in the next uh comic and next totally. issue is so cool and that was I, really cool like I feel like ever since they started doing like connecting covers for panoramas, mm-hmm. they don't do this anymore. That's a good point. And like, I'm I'm down for connecting covers. I think that's a cool idea, especially for like a crossover that takes like five different titles. Mm-hmm. And so having it be a one thing, that's cool. I get that. But I've, I, I don't think I've ever seen one of those two issue layovers like that yeah so cool it was really cool and uh uh let's see um just a couple notes that i have on the negative side for for the onslaught crossover um so like i said it was kind of like crossovers they use those as as sort of the the um the culmination of of a year's worth of storylines right Mm -hmm. which means that they're kind of preparing for it all year and they just didn't really like there was no real trace of onslaught until like a couple like a month or two before he popped out of Xavier. Mm. You know, like there wasn't any like they didn't know that they were doing onslaught right away when uh when Xavier mind wiped Magneto. Like they didn't have that right. I they didn't have that storyline uh in place until uh over a year later two years later. And so they just, they didn't, they didn't start developing it until after age of apocalypse. And even then they just, eh, they didn't really, they didn't, they didn't really, uh, they didn't really sell it. That it seemed like they were, there were a bunch of like hints around the Marvel universe, like, um, you know, a bunch of sentinels wake up in a, in a government facility that X factor is, is, uh, investigating. And, uh, it just, uh, you know the 
uh, computers in the Sentinel facility are wiped except for one word onslaught, you know, yeah. where it's like, wow. you know, this sort of like broad mystery of like, what is this and what's going on? You know, uh, mm-hmm. juggernaut gets his ass kicked and they find him in New right. Jersey and he can only say one word and it's onslaught. <clears throat> and so you, you're building this menace. Uh, that part was, was, you know, effective, but they didn't also build a menace from Xavier. Nobody's like, man, what's going on with Chuck until mm. like the month before he pops out of his head. Um, it seemed like there were a lot of opportunities to do that. So mm-hmm. um, let's see. Uh, also, nobody could really decide how important Joseph was to the story. Um, you know, it's like, Oh, we have to find Joseph because if this thing is tied to Magneto in some way, you know, and we've heard that Joseph is, or that, that Magneto's back, he's showing up on Cerebro. So let's go check him out. And then they bring him into the fight and he doesn't really do anything. Uh, he has some good character moments with Chuck, which I'll get to in a sec. But besides that, it's just like, I don't know why, why is he here? He, Mm-hmm. He's he's not here for the plot. He's here for those character moments, which generally I prefer, but it was kind of awkward. Um, also, just X-Man sucks. I hate X-Man. He's <laughs> just cannot stand. Uh, he, and he's central to this plot, right? He is getting abducted by Sinister and then by Onslaught, and he's just kind of a football uh, he doesn't really have much character or agency except getting mad at people and blowing things up. So uh, yeah, that was annoying. Uh, cool character moments. Um, uh, Gambit and rogue reunion. So uh, at the right before age of apocalypse at the end of Legion quest, when it, when the Amcron crystal is shattering, it looks like all of um, all of reality is going to blow up Gambit and rogue kiss. And it's their first kiss. And, you know, it's like, that was a really big deal. It was, that, that's the type of thing that like, I am all for. Like you turned a huge, like continuity plot point character, it, it, character moment all together. And you tied it around like the, the fact that this is a climactic event within your storytelling. Right. Like that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of that, um, rogue gets a bunch of gambit's memories she doesn't really know how to process them but she knows that she that something's fucked up and she needs some time away from uh from the x-men to process it all so she goes on a road trip first with Iceman, then he bounces and she's by herself she meets joseph eventually um and then when they go to grab joseph she comes back with so she rejoins the x-men and uh rogue and gambit have their first you know basically see each other for the first time and it's like kind of chilly it's like oh man like why are you with magneto what the fuck is going on i know you know shit about me uh or like i don't trust you anymore but i still really care about you i don't know what's going on like it's all really awkward and then like shit hits the fan they're like okay we got to go fight for our lives and they just have a hug they just hug it out and it's like that's fucking great, man. Just, just, a, just, a you know, no dialogue panel. Um, this was a, uh, I think this was in a comic that Mark Wade wrote. So shout outs to Mark Wade, but it was, it was just a good moment. I really liked it. 
Um, some also good uh, Charles Xavier and uh, and Magneto moments. Uh, in Onslaught Marvel Universe, there's like this big chaotic action scene where like Cyclops is shooting his laser this way and then Onslaught is shooting a thing this way and intercut between these like um, war scenes, uh, uh, Xavier sees uh, Joseph get hit and he like prone crawls across the, the battlefield to, to grab uh, Joseph and like protect him and pull him back to mm. safe ground. And I was like, that's cool. You know, and yeah. then they, they like talk about, uh, you know, like, uh, redemption and, and, and being a good person. And, you know, there are various culpabilities and, and possibilities for, for, uh, life after this or, or what it means to be responsible for either the things that they have done or the things that are being done in their name. It was cool. Uh, yeah. Joseph, Joseph worked in that, uh, in that capacity. I wish he had been more integral to the plot. Mm. Um, another great thing uh, from the Onslaught uh, comic, it was a fantastic end to the Bishop uh, traitor plot thread. So mm. when Bishop first comes to 616, he's, um, he is convinced that there, it, the, there's a traitor that killed the X-Men and he, um, you know, he has like a recording uh, that he heard of Jean Grey uh, warning everybody like, you know, uh, the entire, you know, the teams have been decimated and, you know, so-and-so is the last, but it like cuts out. So you can't hear uh, strategic parts like scratch, scratch was the last to see them alive. Scratch, scratch. X-Men are uh-huh. dead. You know, so-and-so was the first, you know, uh, and, uh, and, Bishop uh, suspects Gambit the whole time. And then basically uh, the exact same um, uh, gene makes the exact same recording uh, that Bishop heard in the future. Mm. Um, but it's about onslaught. Oh. And, and you get to hear the whole thing without scratches. Oh. And, and that was uh, certainly not planned at all when they first introduced Bishop. So it was really well done the way they tied the whole thing together. That's cool. And it's a cool way to subvert expectations about who the traitor is, right? Mm-hmm. To have it be Xavier all along. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So I was into that. I, I thought that was maybe the best, the, the thing that they did the best. And then um, technically it was an, an onslaught uh, tie-in, but uh, it didn't really, they didn't really touch the onslaught plot at all. Um, Excalibur 100 was during that time. And that was like the sort of climax of war analysis arc there. So he had a bunch of like different plot points going on. Um, uh, Captain Britain was infiltrating the hellfire club to find um, uh, an evil mutant from actually from Bishop's future. Uh, Amanda Sefton, um, AKA Jemaine Zardos, her mother, who was a member of Excalibur at the time. She went by Day Tripper and Magic too. Um, yeah. And she was, um, you know, girlfriend of, of uh, Nightcrawler at the time. Um, her mother, who was also kind of Nightcrawler's adoptive mother, which is weird when you think about it, but let's not. Uh, <laughs> um, 
she is, was an evil sorceress. Uh, she stole Magic's soul sword, uh, Ileana's soul sword, mm-hmm. and used it to um, basically summon a demon underneath um, uh, London. And at the same time, there was this big uh, plot with Pete Wisdom, who had previously been uh, an agent of a uh, supernatural spy agency called Black Air. Um, And the Excalibur has this long-running war with Black Air, uh, after which they steal Douglock. And then it all ties together. Um, uh, Margali Zardos, the the sorceress, uses Douglock's basically severed head to resurrect the demon, uh, but she's part of the Hellfire, you know, she's like resurfaced as part of the Hellfire Club. And so like all of these plot points come together for this massive climactic battle. It was really cool. And then they're like, oh yeah, also Onslaught's happening right now. <laughs> and we, I, I can only imagine that this is why Ellis quit the book. It's like, yeah. I did, I, you know, like did this whole arc. I've got my big climactic issue all together. You want to ring me to ring another fucking plot thread into this, like from somebody else's book that I don't even have anything to do with. Um, And so the only involvement from Excalibur was um, uh, some of the X-Men fly out to Muir Island to download uh, uh, basically, um, uh, they're called the Xavier Protocols, and it's like uh, Professor mm. Xavier's secret, uh, you know, uh, files for how to uh, stop himself. And it turns out how to kill any of the other X Men. Yeah, I um, that. Yeah, so that was cool, um, but it was very minor part of onslaught and very minor part of that issue, but. It was, uh, yeah, it was a good run. I, I would, I think I told you I was kind of iffy on, on, uh, Ellis's Excalibur run at the yeah. start, but, um, it ended up coming together really well. I liked it a lot. Um, and, uh, and then Moira's speech, uh, oh, yeah. which I, which oh. I sent you. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. That's fine. Um, uh, I can recap it here. Basically, uh, so they're watching TV and uh, they're on the couch and they're learning about just how tremendously, you know, all of the terrible shit going on in New York. And they're like, these are our friends. These are our family. We need to be there. We need to go help. And uh, Moira says, no, if you go like people are dying out there, people are dying by like by the dozens. If you go out there, you're you're gonna die too, and then who is going to carry out Xavier's dream? We're all that's left. It's just us. We have to mm-hmm. stay and continue the fight for another day. And that I thought was the best explanation that I'd ever seen for um, you know why wasn't X Hero involved in Y crossover when yeah. it's such a big deal? So yeah, I was impressed with that. I thought it was good. Uh. So I have one more note about, I guess it's less about Onslaught and more about the process of rereading and how I read as a kid versus how I'm reading, you know, just like reading all the way through. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought that 
the stories were much more static as a kid, you know, like maybe it's cause I had, you know, my, I was introduced to the X-Men through the cartoon and, um, you know, the status quo doesn't really change very much. Um, I mean, the cartoon had incredible like season long plot threads and (laughs) multi-part episodes in like Mm -hmm. ways that like types of serialization within television storytelling that like didn't happen in prestige TV until like the Sopranos five years later, (laughs) they're doing it on a Saturday morning kids show. Like it was fucking cool, man. It was great. Uh, but the, they didn't, um, you know, not a whole lot really changed like it does in comics. Like you don't have the full soap opera, uh, effect of like, what's going on with this character, you know, oh, this just changed with them. What's the new status quo going to be like? And even if it only changes for a year or two or something like that, like, you know, I had known about all of these big events in X-Men history because of my trading cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I didn't have much of a sense that if I, like, I guess I knew that Onslaught was like big, right? Because a bunch of heroes are dying and like, you know, yeah, okay. Evil Xavier, like I get it. But it was, it was really jarring to, like, I didn't quite make the connector or switch it over that this was like the same thing that I was reading contemporarily. Mm. And, and so I kind of expected, or it it didn't occur to me that I would be missing so much for not having read the previous year, like in terms of these character moments, these, these small bits, character arcs and and stuff like that, like things changing and shifting slowly. Like, I I didn't know that that was part of the comics experience and I didn't really get that for the next year and a half that I read comic, the X-Men comics. Cause if I remember correctly, they're crap. And if they're not, then I'll talk about it on this pod. And if they are, then I'll also talk about that on this pod. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I totally, I totally hear what you're saying. There's there. I mean, also we were like 10. Yeah. So like there's, I, I wouldn't expect us to feel like there was character payoff back then anyway. Sure. I mean, I was fucking starving for that shit from, from Gambit in particular, right? Because yeah, I yeah. believed I was Gambit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 and like Gambit has some of the best character moments in in Onslaught and uh, and I, I just didn't I didn't pick up on it. And that's like exactly the thing that i wanted so so you feel so you're are you so you feel more fulfilled reading it now i do yeah now that you're reading like beginning to end yeah when i was a kid it was like well that happened right you know like the the climactic battle against onslaught had some great moments the hulk cracking the onslaught psy armor and hulk is angry yeah 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 that yeah. was really cool. The the whole like, oh, now he's a big psionic cloud and we have to stand inside it while the X-Men shoot us. That never made sense. <laughs> that doesn't really make sense. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that was real strange. Yeah. And 
I guess I accepted it then because it's like this is you know like I don't you don't really have a mind for criticism in the same way like I, I didn't mm-hmm. really it, it didn't really occur to me to like or not like a storyline it was like this is X-Men and this is exciting I fucking love X-Men holy shit um, but yeah like looking back on it, like with with the the hindsight of being able to critique shit i'm like uh, no it doesn't make any sense yeah. you just yeah. really wanted to kill these heroes that no. yeah i will definitely like and and we've kind of talked about this before but like when i'm reading books like i get super into it in the moment but when i'm done the only kind of takeaway is just like, okay, what does this mean for like the big picture? Right. Why why was this written? Why do we care? And like a lot of the um, crossovers, it's like, okay, well, there's like, there's like five thing, five takeaways that are going to be like impactful to the Marvel universe in general. Right. But then that's such like, that's such fool's gold at the same time. Cause it's like, nothing can really change that much because they have to keep, these these superhero characters closer to their core concept you know to to have the the stories stay accessible because otherwise you just disappear further and further up your own asshole and you end up with x-man like i tried to explain x-man to rachel (laughs) we were out on a walk and it took me like five minutes and her eyes glazed over three times and she was like so how much of this does somebody actually need to be able to read his his comic i was like Almost all of it. Like I was really trying to be concise. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's not even the start of his his story. This is just like the background character for you to understand or care about the background information to understand who why this character is interesting or important or or why you would would pick up his book. Right? Yeah. It's like, well, it's Age of Apocalypse and Cable, but Cable is you know. Yeah, it sucks because like I liked the idea that created X Men. Yeah, like what if what if Cable didn't have the um, the the transmode virus or whatever? Totally, it's called that idea. Cool, let's run with it, (laughs) right? But or like what they do with him is just or like let's sprint with it, like like let's. (laughs) let's let's run for a little bit of time and then and you know like four issues probably would have been enough like that's why like age of apocalypse is is just the best crossover that i've that i've read it's so good good. because it ends right you got four issues you you get to do and and this is why they keep going back to these all you know why they've done age of ultron and house of m and and age of x and age of x man and you know just they get to they get to do um you know kind of throw everything fresh introduce everything new without continuity without plot points but you still get the like oh what if like yeah let's let's see this different and and um but also it's a you end up with a storyline with an actual definite ending point and then you end the story and then it's done and then no don't go back to visual apocalypse why are you doing this over and over again stop it oh man oh my. why are you oh, pulling man. more and more characters out of visual uh, apocalypse into 616 it's just a few years ago they went back to aoa it was um 
not good. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. uh, maybe sad because like, um, like Ultimate X Men, Ultimate Marvel was was good. I liked it. Um, but then there came a point where they were just kind of. I felt like they were running out of ideas. Yeah. I feel like if I, you know, was, if I was in charge of the world, if I was <laughs> the the Marvel editor-in-chief or whatever. Kevin Feige. Uh, well, I guess Axel Alonso, whatever. Um, yeah. I would go, uh, I would have a new Fe- ultimate. Feige's MCU. Feige's MCU, exactly. I would go, um, uh, new ultimate universe every like four or five years just yeah, do right, like right, right, right. like five years on five years off and you mm-hmm. just tell a long form story and get into the weeds a little bit but it's you always know it's ending and mm-hmm. then it ends and then you take some time off and then you do it again and you get sort of like a fresh new vision for your core characters without continuity baggage every right. 10 years yeah. And you get to kind of have a, you know, contemporary, uh, contemporary, um, you know, interpretations of, of what the myth is, the, the core mythos every year or every yeah. decade. I think that I would mean, be really cool. So Ultimate ended with Ultimatum. Right. And then after that, they did Ultimate Comics. <laughs> it was just like <laughs> Ultimatum is like, it means the end, right? Yeah. Like, it, well, so like it, the literal oh, definition man. of that word. So Ultimatum was mind-blowing. And it bothers me because so frequently I'll see like a five things that happen in the Marvel Universe that Marvel wants you to forget about. Or five gruesome things that have happened to this character. Sure. And there's always a reference. I hate when they do this and they um, allow themselves to use alternate universe uh, examples. Mm -hmm. Um, And they pull from Ultimate all the time. (laughs) There were like a lot of gruesome shit in Ultimate. Nobody said no to the Ultimate writers. <laughs> so much shit happened. Um, but Ultimatum was, I, I loved it because I love this like pulling multiple storylines and they all lead to the same thing and they all have this mm-hmm. giant like yeah. crossovers. Crossovers yeah, yeah, are amazing. Yeah. Sure. Um, Ultimate Comics started slow. Everyone's still kind of reeling. There was a time jump, blah, 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 whatever. And then it started to get its own momentum again. It was great. I was having a great time. And then they did a Cataclysm. Mm-hmm. And Cataclysm was basically... Another word that means the end of things. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, without getting too into the weeds, 616 Galactus and Ultimate Galactus... Uh, merged had a baby and um and that was cataclysm and it was okay insane okay but, and they should have they should have wedged another chapter end like they did with ultimatum mm. but instead they kept on doing ultimate comics and um and then they had a divided we stand united or divided we fall united we stand and that was meh it, it was it was it was um it was a jumble it was kind of a mess but that is where they ended that chapter and then after that they only did ultimate x-men and ultimate spider-man 
and I think that was it for like another mm-hmm. year. And then um, Secret Wars happened, and just about suck sixteen ten, just about sucking sucking dry whoever is still buying yeah. buying these comics. Just yeah, Ultimate Comics is where they introduced Miles Morales, right? Um, and that was done really well. Yeah. Um, the death of Spider Man was done so well. It like it was it felt as organic as it can be knowing as a writer or well, as Vendis mm-hmm. that he wanted to do a proper send-off, mm-hmm. have character moments for all of um the su- support characters in Peter's mm-hmm. life and in Spider-Man's life, and to have a um borderline natural feel and proper send-off it was just done so well it was that's so awesome. good it was so good <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh ultimate comics it, from my perspective um was the first time that jameson ever supported spider-man hmm. um because an ultimatum uh <laughs> the uh the main thing that happened in ultimatum is magneto reverses the polar the polar magnetic poles of the earth and sends the earth into chaos and there's floods in new york blah blah Mm -hmm. blah. and jameson is in the daily bugle office underwater and uh he see he looks outside and he sees spider-man diving in to save more people and Mm -hmm. that's where his opinion of him changed Mm. and so in Ultimate Comics, you see Jameson um, publicly supporting him and going back on his word, blah, blah, blah. Cool. You don't see that happen in 616 other than like a fluke here and there. Like yeah. some random writers, it's like, well, I'll support him and does that. But like um, Jameson now supports him as of like, I want to say like four of our years ago. Okay. Um, you know, that won't last long, but. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, they're going to have to have a universal reset in order to do that. Um, oh. Because um, Spider-Man uh, unmasked himself to Jameson. Oh. Um, in a private uh, dinner, one-on-one meeting with the two of them. Yeah. And wow. so since then, Jameson's like, okay, well, now I understand what you're doing. I understand. They have like a real sure. heart to heart. Wow. Interesting. Issue. That sounds um, interesting. Yeah. But uh, Jameson now uh, kind of gets in the way and supports him, uh, yeah. but supports Spider-Man and supports Peter. Uh, they, they, their paths crossed way too much because Jameson's dad and Aunt May are married now. Um. <laughs> so... <laughs> 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 so, yeah so so they're stepbrothers and so um that was a, a large reason of why they of why pete came out to him well not stepbrothers just step cousins sure um but uh yeah so jameson annoyingly kind of gets annoyed sometimes but you know it is what it is he sure. ooh, jameson uh fucked up because norman osborne is too smart and through one conversation with jameson norman figured out who spider-man is Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh um because jameson was 
defending Spider-Man and the fact that Norman Osborn always loses, even when he kills like a, some girl or whatever. Right. Uh, and 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 Osborn was like, "Oh wait, I did kill Gwen Stacy." Oh, <laughs> and so <laughs> so James uh, had fucked up, but. <laughs> Uh, but it's, it was interesting. They, dude, the so the Marvel universe is like yeah. it's Avengers, Spider Man, and X Men, right? Like, or or mutants, I should say. Sure. And so like Spider Man, just the spiders, the Spider Verse has, mm-hmm. and not actual Spider Verse, but like <laughs> the bubble that is Spider Man and his characters. Yeah. Um, they are like too many titles in the marvel yeah universe. i was that reading something on facebook to- spider that's uh, that's one of the next books i'm gonna read and it's a fucking spider-man book i was reading something on facebook today uh it was shared by a, a comics creator of um you know some actual legit um uh you know he's he's not full indie like most of the people in my crowd he, he's got some some serious publishing credits um he didn't write it though he shared it um and it it would it made the point and a much longer point about how um comics should be more supported by by their publishers um that um something like uh spider-man had including variants in february solicits spider-man uh, Marvel put out, including variants, like 163 different items or something like that. And Spider-Man, uh, Spider, the Spider-Man family uh, had 27% of everything <laughs> that Marvel put out. In yeah, that's insane. It's, insane. it's it's absolutely ridiculous. So like, um, uh, uh, when all this whole Disney buying Sony stuff. Um, or the Spider-Man license uh, was going on. Uh, there, there's a video that I was talking about. The Spider-Man license yeah. has 900 named characters. Holy shit. Yeah. That's it's a ridiculous. Lot. Like, not even, like, there's like 100 Spider-Men in, across, like, the Spider-Verse. But, yeah. like, and then, but you're also talking, like, Mary Jane, Glory Grant, you know, uh, uh, Robbie Robertson, uh, and like over the years, all of these support characters have been fleshed out to having families or being involved in a storyline. Like they're important, <laughs> you know. Like the Venom, yeah. the Venom symbiote alone has been um, has had like eight or nine <laughs> named human hosts from earth oh my god and like yeah um in in just uh uh in the last uh storyline absolute carnage mm-hmm. they uh they did a throwback to this guy way 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 back when the venom symbiote got off of eddie and was stolen and it it escaped got to him Got and found its way back to Eddie by latching on to some random person, using that random person's body to go back to Eddie's apartment, getting off of that random person and going back to Eddie. In Absolute Carnage, 
they flesh out a backstory for that random person. Wow. Because because absolute carnage, uh, the whole plot point was carnage was going and taking part of the spine of every single person that's ever hosted a symbiote. Holy shit. So, so they do a flashback to the literal two pages that that person existed in. And then they spent an entire uh, two issues, expl- or one issue, giving him a name, giving him a right. family, giving him uh, a problem. He, he, was, he was a lawyer that was stressed and went to go visit New York on vacation. And since then, he's been disgraced. Uh, he got disbarred. He got put into jail. And he has cancer. And <laughs> and so and uh, he's one of the first people Carnage went and hunted down and and killed him and stole his spine. But yeah. like, the, but like that's not he now has a name, and so it's like right. that's another person under the Spider-Man license. Like they just right. don't. They, there are so many people with <laughs> the Spider-Man license. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> <sighs> Good lord. And yeah. and part of that is like the interesting thing to me in, in in comics is is the ability to do this really sort of wide scope storytelling, right? Like you can just tack more and more shit on and and um um you know you, you can really you can really tell a a size of story and scope that you don't find anywhere else and, and you can pull in like, you know, a collection of 30 people or however many nine people uh each of these hosts nine nine people's worst day <laughs> right <laughs> yeah. and that can be that can be a a story arc that has a through line and is mm-hmm. interesting but you're also just you know telling a human story about nine people's you know what's just happening a random them. bad day yeah. yeah it's it's so ridiculous it's so insane but um, I guess we're at time. Yeah. But uh, uh, next week, the first thing I'm going to be reading is uh, Age of Conan Valeria. Okay. Um, what the fuck? Valeria, Valeria Richards? I hope not. Um, <laughs> I, I do not know. So uh, ever since... Um, Gosh, which crossover was it? Uh, not Infinity Wars. Oh, Infinity Warps. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Scarlet Witch got sent to the Age of Conan. Okay. And she was saved by Conan. And Interesting. Now he, and now he is in 616. Okay. Um, which made so little sense are, are you familiar with who conan is conan the barbarian oh only in the vaguest sense right so i mean so is everyone else it's, it's so vague <laughs> uh but he's basically um he's kevin sorbo hercules okay uh but without the uh without the uh um the godly connection but like he has no superpowers. He's just born and raised in in the uh, in the wild, and so he's incredibly strong. He has uh, a shit ton of like resistances, and uh, he walks around in a loincloth, and he has a sword, and sure. 
he just kills everyone. Sure. Like, that's his thing. Sure, why not? Because um, Conan the Barbarian's been around for like ever, but he's never been right. part of Marvel. So, well, he has, but not he's 616, been, he's been, but yeah. like in and out. He's been a Marvel title right. in the same way that G.I. Joe is a Marvel title and so is Transformers. Right. But they're not in. But also, spaces. then you have shit like the Space Knights, which were originally licensed from ROM, but Marvel just decided to hold on to Space yeah. Knights. We're going to throw them into Annihilation, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, ever since then, uh, these Age of Conan books have been coming out, which is basically backstory for right. Conan. Okay. Um, so I've been reading those. Uh, he's currently on Savage Avengers. Um, Conan is? Yeah. Okay. There's, there's like four Avengers teams right now. It's basically, I've, it's kind of annoying because I feel like Avengers is just kind of the go-to title for any named team-up mm-hmm. that lasts more than a storyline. Right. So Savage Avengers started in the Savage Land. Um, and uh, Good reason to name it that. Yeah. And, Conan, <laughs> and it ended with Conan not wanting a ride back. And so he decided to just walk through because it's in antarctica so like i don't know what he's but whatever he decided to walk and i was like okay whatever and now there's a savage avengers volume two so i so i I don't know what's going on um but i'll be checking that out sometime soon but anyway this is the next thing i'm reading is valeria um and then after that is ghost spider uh and probably one more at least before next week Nice. I've got some assorted uh, onslaught uh, epilogue things to read through. Um, some um, issues of X Force, which don't look exciting, and then a few minis: um, uh, the Rise of Apocalypse and XSE. Um, yeah, we'll see. XSE. Yeah, um, I'm so excited for you to get to early 2000s X Men. I, so here's my thing. This is this is the the fundamental problem I'm having is like I need to stop somewhere. Like yeah, I just need stop, I, stop when you get to 2021. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, because <laughs> I've already read a lot of this. Yeah, like I've read most of like 2001, 2002 to 2015 yeah. nah, 2014 something like that whenever not long after bendis took over i stepped away um but i'm just not sure like so i want to read uh dawn of x stuff oh. uh, like that those are actual good stories that i want to read and have fun reading comics for <laughs> and um, did you, uh, and uh, and like but like it, so if i read all the way up to to where i stopped reading before then be a long time it's yeah i mean i might be able to power through it not too long but it's going to be a long time anyway but also like i'm reading through basically the slog of what's universally you know one of the worst stretches of x-men comics like you know 97 to 2000 or whatever like uh-huh. just i'm i'm prepared for some really just a uh, m- minivan of trash to uh to paraphrase one of our <laughs> mutual favorites but uh 
then wow <laughs> nice yeah <laughs> I got it. uh but but and then i'd stop right when it got good when morrison jumps in and they do the whole status quo reset so that seems like like i don't get a treat for all of you know like i'm yeah. just gonna want to keep going and read the good stuff and then i'm never gonna so i might i might i might jump off of this like i might jump off um when i stopped reading uncanny or when i stopped reading as a kid mm-hmm. um you know just get the get the full uh bigger picture you know rewind picture uh clarity uh for for that period and then uh hop out and leave like 90 mid 98 to 2001 uh for another time okay get back to it eventually we should um we should like in like a month we should do a, a house of them look i'm into it yeah yeah let's let's uh let's let's schedule some some of these yeah schedule like particular shows and who knows if anybody listens to this uh they can suggest particular (laughs) things that we could have a a refresh on too but uh yeah we are at time so uh wanted to let you go and uh do some yard work i think you said you had to do Yeah. yeah and uh yeah before we go just um uh some ideas workshop some ideas for uh for the podcast um thought maybe uh woodoo or the woodoo pod could uh, go with the classic from the first time we tried doing this and just will and steve talk talk, talk comics yeah um we could do hype is my superpower <laughs> <Seems>. <laughs> well suited to you or uh, just uh, something like, what you're reading? Um, I like the last two. Okay. Uh, I have my superpower. It's fun. Because, uh, you know, tunnel vision, best case scenario, this is this becomes a thing. Yeah. And then hype is my superpower would be a great thing to wear on a shirt <laughs> just fucking book it yeah hype is my superpower podcast yeah. named we did it okay i'm down for that <laughs> cool man well uh i hope you have a great rest of your day and hey, you uh, as well catch up with you later play, maybe play some magic um in a couple days yeah and we'll have to eventually at some point talk about wandavision yes Yes, for sure. Sometime in the future. When I watch it. Yes. 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 <laughs> cool. To, uh, to timestamp uh, this podcast, episode five just happened two days ago. And, and your brain is broken. I have been losing my shit for two days straight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I, All right. Talk soon. Talk soon. Great talking. Bye, buddy. Take care. Chill. Take care. Bye.